I'm Madison. <laughs> and I'm Emily, and this is the Hockey Trash Cast Actual Real Life Hockey Edition. Yay! Hockey is back. We will get into why that is a very questionable decision. But for now, I am a little happy about it um, in the, the moment. It's nice to have hockey back. I didn't realize how much I missed it. Um, apologies for like not posting anything Seriously? for a really long time because I'm a train wreck and coronavirus world just really hit me hard. But there'll be bonus content of us covering the news or lack thereof from the pause as we continue to update with actual hockey news. So look forward to that. I honestly don't even know what we talked about on any of those episodes. Honestly, I don't. They, they're they not super like, duper long. Most there? of them aren't like current events related. So I, I think they'll be just as enjoyable <laughs> another time. We reviewed movies and books. Like... <laughs> We've read that book. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. So, it doesn't need to be consumed in, uh, there was not time specific at all, so. No. <laughs> the, the Seattle Sockeye series will always be there for us. Oh, it will. That can just be our go-to. There's so many books. We can just read There's anyone so every time books. we get so, to should we start with awards? I feel like that's the most like pressing news right now. Yeah, let's let's do awards. So finalists, yeah. finalists for all of the NHL awards are out, um, and the abs are looking pretty good. Um, Nathan McKinnon is a finalist for three awards. Two that I feel confident that he deserves. One that is deeply questionable. (laughs) (laughs) So, Nate is up for the Ted Lindsay with Leon Dreisaitl and Artemi Panarin. He absolutely deserves it. He's also up for the Heart Yeah. He also He's also up for the heart that. trophy with Yes. And then he is a Lady Bing finalist with um known woman assaulter um, Austin Matthews and also known drunk driver Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. So, so do with that what you will. Yeah. Um, the other awards we have abs up for is obviously Kilmacar is up for the Calder, which he deserves. Um, yeah. But despite what Vancouver fans say, like, um, fuck up Vancouver. No one cares. Um, here are what's, should we go through all the awards and talk about the finalists? Express sure. any hot takes that we have. Yeah. Hart Trophy, Dreisaitl, McKinnon, Panarin. McKinnon deserves it. Dreisaitl isn't even the most valuable member of his team. Panarin, there's a case for, but, like, his team wouldn't have made the playoffs if if it weren't for this weird situation. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Is like it's generally understood that if your team doesn't make the playoffs, you're like not actually eligible for any of the MVP type awards. And the Rangers should not be in the playoffs. Although I have been hearing the argument that the Hart Trophy actually should go to um why am I blinking on the name of the Connor Hellebuck? Yes. Should go to Connor Hellebuck, and that is a very valid complaint. <laughs> like, honestly, it should, because he is the only reason the Jets are relevant at all. That is... Yeah. That is incredibly true. For Calder, we have Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes, and Dominic Kubalik. Um, we all know what's between Kale and Quinn. I'm incredibly so, biased, and I think Kale McCarr yeah. deserves to win. Also, I'm pretty sure they put Kubalik in because they needed to put a forward in. They couldn't have three defensemen up for the Calder because, like, people would riot. I would like to cast a vote. I don't think he should win, but I'm a little bit surprised that Victor Olofsson was not a finalist, but I guess also Buffalo didn't make the playoffs, so there's that. Jack Adams is Bruce Cassidy. But, like, Kale should obviously win. Kale should win. Kale for Calder. No arguments against. Anyway, (laughs) Jack Adams is Bruce Cassidy, John Tortorella, and Elaine Vinault. Um, I see a case to be made for the Flyers. The rest, I just have a lot of questions. What is Torts doing there? I mean, I guess Columbus had a bunch of Columbus, right? Yeah, like, I guess most of the Columbus, like, star players all left. So I guess that's, like, uh, he did do a decent job with that. And I guess he deserves props there. I don't know. The Jack Adams just maybe just this year seems kind of silly because I don't feel like there were any like standout coaching performances. I'm also personally a little offended that Jared Bednar didn't get a nod because um, yeah. the Avs are like third in the league at everyone on the team was injured the entire season. Exactly. Like, I was like, I feel like that deserves more credit than, like, Bruce Cassidy coaching arguably the greatest team in the league this past season. Like, yes, we know Boston hasn't had the greatest return to play, but, like, if we ignore that and we just focus on, like, what the awards voting was based on, like, I don't know how much of that was Bruce Cassidy and how much that was just having, like, an amazing fucking roster. I think the only reason they're getting any credit really is because they made the playoffs last year and then were so dumb. Like, they made the Stanley Cup final last year and were so dominant this year. But, like, on the flip side, then why isn't the Blues coach also up for it? Because, like, they won the Cup last year and were really good this year. Yeah. Like, I... The Jack Adams is just always a one. Yeah, Jack Adams, it's just really hard to, like, gauge judge coaching, I guess. So, I don't... 
And usually, I feel like the Jack Adams throughout history has kind of been a most improved award. So I'm, it's like, the nominations are kind yeah. of curious this this time around. Um, the Ted Lindsay, we already mentioned, it's Drysdale, Panarin, and McKinnon. McKinnon definitely deserves it because he's the best player. Um, so hopefully, the other players in the leagues see that and give him the respect he deserves. Just fucking let Nate win. So upset. Yeah. If he doesn't win one of those two, I'm going to be really upset. Same. Um, Lady Bing, McKinnon, Matthews, O'Reilly, um, Austin Matthews and Ryan O'Reilly are both criminals, so interesting that they should be nominated for this. And then, um, Nathan McKinnon is not a criminal, but that's a really low bar to clear. He's kind of a known asshole, and, like, I love him, but, like, it just cracks me up that he's up for, like, most gentlemanly conduct. He literally yelled at his coach to, and I quote, do your fucking job. Admittedly, that was, like, last season, so I guess that doesn't count against him this season, but, like, Austin Matthews definitely, like, was in legal trouble at the beginning of this season, so I just have so many questions about the lady being, but, I mean, number one is always, why does this ward exist? But, like, it's... Also, why has Ryan O'Reilly won it so many times? I guess because he doesn't get a lot of penalty minutes? Like, cool. That's what determines if someone's a gentleman or not. Definitely. It's weird. Um... The Selkie, which is for the player who best excels in the defensive aspects of the game, is Patrice Bergeron, who the award might as well be named after at this point, Sean Couturier, and Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. I think um, Ryan Lambert did like a, he ran the numbers on the Selkie. And I, I, the numbers might be slightly off, but I'm pretty sure it was, like, 12 people have been nominated for the Selkie in the past, like, 20 years. Like, it's just the same finalist. Yes. Over and over again. Yeah. Um, so it's a pretty meaningless award, um, because it's really difficult to measure, like, defense, especially for forwards, um... And it also seems like you can't win the Selkie unless you also are a really good forward, which I don't think is necessarily, like, measures if you're a good defensive forward if you're also scoring a lot. So I don't know. I just, it's a weird award. Um, Yeah. And it's kind of irrelevant. I know there's a lot of talk about how Sean Cabrillo has been a really strong candidate. So, like, we'll see. But honestly, I have zero feelings or hot takes on this award even a little bit yeah i mean bergeron and o'reilly are just always nominated so i don't like katuri is the only one that i feel like was actually nominated for like 
what he did this season. Not saying, like, Bergeron and O'Reilly were bad, just that, like, I don't think people actually put thought into that award, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, call out I kind of want to pull the list and see how many career Bergeron has been a self-nominee. So many. It's basically it's probably all of them. The Norris is uh, all around hockey ability for a defenseman, and the nominees are John Carlson, Victor Hedman, and Roman Yossi. Don't have any hot takes about this. Um, I know people really hype about Carlson. 17 million goals inexplicably as a defenseman, but I'm not sure if, I mean, I guess that's an easy way to say that he's all around because he's a defenseman but scored a lot, but like, I don't, I don't follow any of the teams that those guys are on, so I don't know. Same. Um, Vezina is Tuka Rask, Connor Hellebuck, and Andre Vasilevsky. The clear winner here is Connor Hellebuck. If he doesn't win, I'm gonna fucking lose my mind. Because Tuka Rask and Andre Vasilevsky, yes, are incredible goalies, and I'm not discounting that. But they're also playing behind really, really fucking good teams. Whereas Connor Hellebuck is playing behind a trash team, and he's still kicking ass. Like, his goalie performance has been, like, fucking legendary. Like, I can't even... Yeah. He is the Winnipeg let Jet. Me, me, He's the Jet. He is the Jet. <laughs> well, yeah, let let me let me pull his stats for just like the hottest seconds here. Maybe he is tied for first find. in games played of goalies, and he's faced the most shot. So and had the most saves. Like he's elite. Yeah. So, I mean, so he has a .922 save percentage for the regular season, 2.57 goals against. He's got 31 wins, 21 losses, and 58 games played. Like, that's... You don't look at those stats and be like, wow, that's the best goalie in the world. If you factor in the fact that he did not have a defense playing in front of him that's pretty fucking significant yeah like literally faced the most shots in the league this season and also had the most saves like he faced like that's so incredible like he's just being like a barrage of pucks are just coming at this dude and he's still like saving way more than he's expected to. Like, he's... He's great. And he yeah. also had six shutouts this season. Yes. Which is insane, not even, like, not factoring in the rest of his team. That's really good. Yeah, like, six shutouts is just, like, a badass stat to have in general. And then adding in, like, 
six shutouts and also his team is garbage, like pretty fucking elite. <laughs> so if Hellebuck doesn't win yeah. the Vezina, the Vezina is cancelled. Agreed. Yeah, so really? the NHL tragedy porn, aka the Guildmaster and Trophy. Uh, our candidates are Stephen Johns, who finally returned to play after something like 22 months being off after suffering a concussion and related post-concussion head injury. So sorry, you mean upper body uh, injury? We have Oscar Wuthlum. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> An upper body injury and related symptoms. Thank you, NHL. <laughs> um, we have Oscar Lindblom, who missed a chunk of the season because he was diagnosed with, I think it was Ewing sarcoma, which is a rare bone cancer. And then we have Bobby Ryan, who missed, I think, either the beginning of this season or the end of last season, or possibly both, to go to treatment for his alcohol addiction. So, I don't know how you pick who wins this. Like, all three of these guys had a really rough time, and frankly, choosing one of them and being like, yes, you suffered the most, have a trophy for it, is, like, pretty fucked up. Yeah. It was also... Also, sometime if you're bored, don't up. Mastered in Wikipedia page and read why people won because the range of reasons is literally like Yager won it because he was old and other people won it because like they almost died on the ice. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Some seasons just come with more tragedy than others, I guess. What can we say? I guess. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. What a time. So interesting. Are there other awards that I missed? Did I just like... Completely? No. Okay. That was everything, I think. Maybe I missed the Masterton on purpose. That's valid. Oh, I guess there's the King Clancy, but not one they don't do finalists, I don't think. I think they just list everyone's nomination. Yeah. Um, I think the abs was Gabe because it's all because he's elite and we love him. Yes. Um, let's talk about the fact that the NHL refuses to acknowledge Black Lives Matter. So this isn't a surprise considering this league is racist as fuck. Um, but. Yeah, they, like, the Hockey Diversity Alliance started, and the NHL was like, yeah, we're gonna, like, listen to our players of color and try to improve or whatever, um, and we were like, that sounds like a hollow promise, but we'll believe it when we see it. And lo and behold, the season begins, and they have these exhibition games, and they have all of the players from different teams stand intermixed for equality. 
hashtag we skate for equality and it's like that's not really what this is about because equality is very general and we're actually talking about like black liberation and like black lives matter and racism is not was not addressed via this at all considering different teams are not you know different races um <laughs> like oh look a bunch of white men are standing next to each other that says equality yeah and then you know Nazem Kadri of the Avalanche so like especially relevant here was like yeah the NHL isn't doing anything about racism and isn't listening to players and then there was an even bigger scandal because then the Avalanche like published the video but they edited that part out and people were like hey what the fuck and um they put it back that's that's what happened right they yeah, so they, um, Mike Chambers and one or two other outlets posted his whole interview where he was like, yeah, you know, we've got the HDA. I feel like the players are really supportive of each other, um, but the league could do a lot better standing behind their players. So, like, the whole video was circulating. The abs posted just Nas's clip being like, yeah, all of the players have each other's backs. And so a bunch of people were like, hey, Abs, where's the rest of the interview? They responded with, oh, we cut it for clarity. Here's the rest. And then posted a like completely different clip. And then something like four hours later, posted the full video with some like very bullshit apology being like, we're learning all the time. We need to do better. It's like, this is the biggest crock of bullshit Yikes. I've ever seen. Yikes! I hate that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that was bad. Love to see that. Um, but even worse than that, even worse than that, though, I mean, I guess not really worse, but sort of worse. Not worse behavior-wise, but worse sort of reaction-wise. So the NHL posted some picture of whatever team's standing and they said, you know, standing for, standing together for equality or some bullshit, which motherfucking Eric Trump retweeted and was like, yes, way to go at HL. This is how you do it. Well, perhaps if you're, and I'm putting in heavy finger quotes here, social justice initiatives, are getting thumbs up from, like, known supremacists, you need to revisit what you're doing. Yeah. Just the, the Trump admin the is like, the is like yeah, that's not, you're doing the right thing to fight racism, like, you're not. Yeah. That simple. Um, yeah, and, um, Evander Kane of the Sharks uh, basically just had, like, a whole call-out post um, to the media for how poorly the NHL has handled the Hockey Diversity Alliance and just hasn't listened to anything that they've asked them to do. And then the league was really fucking butthurt about it and had just atrocious responses. 
my favorite them being like, oh, oh did Evander Kane ask every single of the 12 mem- black members of the NHL? And it's like, yeah, that's, like, not the burn you think it is. Like, there are only 12 black members of the <laughs> NHL. Like, that's sad. I was going to say, I think that's what we call a self-burn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't play yourself, Kim Yikes. Ooh. Yeah. So, so before the um, Blackhawks-Oilers game, which was like a sort of prime time, I guess that was like the prime timest Western Conference game for like official start of like real play that counts for points and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so first we had the circle where everyone held hands and sang Kumbaya and it was some bullshit. But um, Matt Dumba, who did, he like wrote the speech himself and recited it from memory, which is frankly impressive because I mean, hockey players not known for any of those skills. And like, this was a guy doing it in a circle of 40-something white hockey players and on national television, came out and gave a speech about the reality of racism in hockey and how it was hurting players, it was hurting the game, and how the NHL needed to do better, and how the Hockey Diversity Alliance was committed to helping with that. And then he knelt during the American Anthem, and he had Darnell Nurse and Malcolm Subban, who were the only players of color in that game, stand with him, and they had a hand on the shoulder. And, I mean, I thought it was a very powerful speech, um, and it was very impressive to see him kneel. I'm, you know, I'm not surprised he did after giving that speech, but I mean, he's still the only one we've seen make any sort of gesture like that. Yeah, that was a uh, hardcore badass of Matt Dumba to do that, just like clearly not getting that much support from like the rest of the league. So I think, like, I'm really fucking impressed by that. That's absolutely, I wish the rest of the league was supporting him more. If literally if just one white player could take me, just one. Right? I think that would make a lot of things so much better. And they fucking, they did an interview with Sidney Crosby. It was like a pre-filmed but they ran it during the Pens-Habs game about how, you know, he wants to be more involved in making hockey a more diverse sport. And that's like, great, okay, Sydney. Your career is not going to be damaged if you take a knee. No. Like, you are the face of the Penguins franchise. They're not going to suddenly decide that, like, you are no longer a part of the organization if you kneel. Like, just fucking take a knee, Sid. Or, like, Connor McDavid and um, Alexander Ovechkin were both in the Sportsnet um, piece about saying that they support Black Lives Matter, or not even that they support the Hockey Diversity Alliance. It's like, okay, are you gonna like do something to show that, or is this is this it? Is that all you got? Yeah, 
I mean, both. So for like for game specifically, both Patrick Kane, which is the funniest fucking joke I've ever heard, and Connor McDavid were in the like, Hockey Diversity Alliance video. Why were neither of them doing anything to support the Hockey Diversity Alliance? You know, if, if Patrick Kane really wants us to believe that he's not the absolute shitbag that he was in the past, then uh, maybe he should try a little harder. Yeah, not convinced. It's uh, not convinced. Yeah, it's bad. The NHL is doing a bad job, like full stop. Every other sports league has done something to truly acknowledge Black Lives Matter. Obviously, the NBA has done a lot. The fucking NFL has done more, and they were dragged by their absolute, like, just feet to this finish line over the course of years. And they've finally been like, all right, fine, whatever, Black Lives Matter. NASCAR has done a bang-up job like, for some like, random reason, and the NHL is over here like, quality? Question mark? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe quality. But also, please watch the Sportsnet video, because like, it's truly beautiful. Oh, the Sportsnet video, they did a great job. They got interviews with a bunch of the Hockey Diversity Alliance players. Um, yeah, they did a really good job with that. So, we'll, we'll see. So, I guess the NHL has this whole, like, overarching hashtag we skate for. And, like, the theme is we skate for equality but they're also doing this, like, honoring people in both social justice and frontline worker situations. So they've got one person from the location of each team in the playoffs, and they're going to, like, tell their story or whatever. It was, like, a bunch of nurses and teachers and then, like, throw in a random, like social justice advocate but one of them is I guess in the Eastern Conference one of the people they're honoring or I guess two it's a nurse whose husband is a cop and I was like really you can't read the room enough to be like maybe maybe we shouldn't honor a cop while we're trying to pretend like we might possibly care at least a little about our athletes of color Jesus Christ. I truly cannot. Yeah, that's exhausting. I just, like, I'm exhausted looking at this, so I can't imagine how terrible it is to be a hockey fan and a person of color. Yeah, I mean, like, it just sucks, because it's Cause at like... at least if you know other sports, like, it sucks. Other sports like, are at least pretending. Yeah. And, like, I love hockey. It's a great sport. I'm sure the players of color obviously really love hockey. And, like, so do the black players. But, like, they put up with so much bullshit to get where they are. Like, 
And then to just keep getting that same bullshit when, like, other leagues are really making moves forward or at least pretending to make moves forward is really depressing. And, like, I don't know. Like, that's so discouraging. Like, we're not going to get a more diverse fan base or more diverse representation on ice if we can't have these conversations and make these, like, even small changes to just like support non-white players like that it's just like something the league i guess is can't handle and it's depressing and pathetic and like alienating and it sucks in conclusion Fuck Gary Bettman. Fuck the NHL. Fuck racism. And fuck the police. Yes. You know what we need to talk about before we get all the way into the playoff things? What? We had the Seattle team name revealed to us. The Kraken! So Kraken! I like it. I think it's fun. I think it's fun. I think their logo is beautiful. It's their incredible. secondary logo is great. I, Their color scheme is, like, fun and different. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. I'm excited. I think they look fantastic. I'm super pumped. I lived in Seattle when I was younger, so I, like, really enjoy Seattle, and it's a really good sports city, so I really think they're going to take to the team. Um, yeah, and that logo slaps, so. So I'm excited for them to happen, even if I am very nervous and stressed about expansion drafts that are happening next year. Yeah, that's Sue's valid. Uh, yeah, the Kraken are coming. Uh, they better have like a really fucking cool pre-show. Um, I'm so I think it could be really fun. I'm pretty excited. And is it time? Is it time to talk about actual hockey? I guess unless we wonder, like, why what a bad idea Return to Play is. But oh. I feel like we sort of covered that in the 47 episodes leading up to this. But we'll get released as bonus content. So I guess we can spare everyone that pain and suffering. Yeah, I guess we don't need to get into that. Um, but I will say I am relieved to hear that there have so far been zero positive tests at the time of recording. So that does make me feel a little bit better. Cause like, while I do think that maybe this is a terrible idea to try to continue sports in the middle of a pandemic, if they're going to do it, at least it's been very safe so far. And it's not the complete shit show that the MLB is like,
rationally speaking, yeah. the players in the NHL are probably like safer in the bubble than they would be if they weren't in the bubble. Um, and that could not be the case if something had gone wrong, but so far it hasn't. And um, that's, I will uh, tentatively give props to the NHL for that one. Yes. Okay. Now I think we can talk about actual hockey. Yay! Um, by now, I'm sure everyone knows what the like layout of everything is and who's playing who. We have no predictions because everything is absolute chaos. We're like one day into the return to play for real, for real, and we've already had some major upsets, such as the Blackhawks wiping the floor with the Oilers. Like, what the fuck? Oh. <gasps> Yeah, so, I I mean, yeah. So, Eastern Conference, for the, like, actual matchups for, like, play-in round, we have Pittsburgh versus Montreal, which is a 5 versus 12. And uh, Montreal took game one yesterday. They it had to go to overtime, but Montreal did win. And everyone who said that if Montreal was going to make it, it was going to be because Carey Price dragged him there, they were 100% correct. It's wild to me. But here we are. Um, We have... We have Carolina versus the Rangers. Uh, Carolina won game one. Which, good, because I don't like the Rangers. We have the Islanders versus the Panthers. And the Islanders did win that one, which is sort of to be expected, because the Panthers aren't that good. And then we also have Toronto versus Columbus. And that game is tonight. We'll see how that goes. Yes. And in the West... For the... Oh, I was going to say, you can go for it. Go for who's in the West, because I don't have it pulled up right now. Okay. Western Conference, we have number five, Edmonton Oilers, versus number 12, Chicago Blackhawks. If you were a, a person who was basing this off of statistics or anything, you'd say, oh yeah, the Oilers should be in good shape, right? Yeah, well, um... They did sure lose 6-4. Yeah. It was a dark um, time to be a Oilers fan. It was not fun. Um, congrats to Dominic Kubalik, who set a new record for most points in your NHL playoff debut. I'm sorry, he postseason had debut? One goal and four postseason debut? Yes. This is not the playoffs? So it's, this is the dumbest thing. The semantics. currently the playoffs, but your stats count for postseason stats. That's so fucking stupid. So, like, he set this record, but it's only sort of a record because it wasn't actually a playoff game. Like, I don't know. It's so fucking stupid. It's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I would... Please like the Oilers to get their shit together. 
Also, wasn't that game 7-4? Cause Patrick King got an empty net goal with like eight seconds left. Oh no, they challenged it and it got overturned. That's why it wasn't 7-4. LOL. Oh, I love the good offsides review. Um, we have Nashville versus Arizona. Currently, Arizona is winning, but they're playing right now, and uh, we'll see how that goes. But, as always, fuck Matthew Dane. As always. Then we have Vancouver versus Minnesota. Who knows? And um, Calgary versus Winnipeg. Calgary took the first game, and also it looks like Mark Shifley and also potentially Patrick Laine could be out for an extended period of time after they were both injured in the game last night, so things could be rough in Winnipeg. Um, During the play-in rounds, we also have the round robins that are happening for the top players in each division. Um, not division. Each... Conference. Conference. Those are the words. Yeah. Um, and so... <laughs> words are hard. Truly. Especially after four months of not having real hockey to talk about. Um, I, the Eastern Conference, I'm just going off of memory here, but I think I can remember. It's the Bruins, Tampa Bay, Capitals, and Flyers. Yeah, Bruins, Tampa Bay. Yeah, not the Flyers. So um, the Bruins and Flyers are playing right now, and currently the Flyers are winning. So that's exciting for them. But and yeah, then Western Conference it Blues, Avs, Knights, and Stars, which is like kind of hilarious that the Stars are in it. But whatever. Yeah, the Avs played the Blues today real soon, um, and then the Stars on Wednesday, and the Knights on Saturday. They're guaranteed to be in the playoffs. It's just a seeding thing. Obviously, I want the Avs to win all of the games, and I just don't have any predictions because this has been chaotic so far. Yeah. Everything I will say, is fake. No one yes, everything is fake. But I will say that the Avs did look really good in their exhibition game against the Wild. And I know the Wild aren't good and also looked like shit. But I'm just saying, like, the Penguins and the Flyers both look like shit. And those are both good teams. So. Yeah. Yeah. Actually so I would say shit. I'm cautiously optimistic, but also. Playing the Blues always stresses me out, so... Yeah, the Blues and the Stars stress me out in general, because, like, even though they aren't... Well, the Blues are a good team, but, like, the Stars aren't a good team, but, like, for some reason, the Avs just really struggle against them, so... We'll see how that goes. But... Yeah. Actually, we also struggle against the Stars. So, like, I'm not really excited about any of the playing round, but it does mean that we won't have to play any of them in the first round. So, like, hopefully both the Stars and Blues get knocked out before we have to deal with them. That would be lit. 
because um, I think those are probably the teams that we generally struggle the most against of our conference that are still in it. So, obviously, I'd like to see the Abs win all the games to be determined. Next week, we'll know. And then we'll be gearing up for actual playoff hockey. How exciting is that? Yeah. Tune in next week for, like, reports from scores and shit. Ah, so thrilling. I'm so excited. Yeah, I watched the first um, game back from, like, the exhibition game for the ads. I was like, and I, I teared up during it, and I was like, this is really weird. I didn't expect to be crying about hockey today, but... I missed it more than I realized. And I had a very, very strong emotional response to it. That hurt. I don't even even was that first play. Like, the first exhibition game was, like, a bunch of teams that I could not possibly care less about. Who was it? That first game... The first game was the Pens and the Flyers. Okay, yeah. So I, like, don't really care, but I did indeed tear up watching it. Same. I mean, I do care, but, like, I was more just really pumped about watching hockey. Like, they lined up for that first face-off, and I was like, oh my god. (laughs) It was a lot. Yeah. So if you also cried over hockey this weekend, you are not alone. (laughs) We're with you. You are in great company. And yeah, we'll... You'll hear from us next week with actual hockey scores and shit. Ooh. Oh. Also, we started a playoff bracket league. If you would like to join so that you can compete against yours truly, it is the Hockey Trash Cast bracket. And the password is Kale. Number four, Calder. Kale for Calder. How many of those letters are capitalized? I was going to say, I don't know if it's caps required, but the C's are capitalized. So it's capital C, Kale, number four, capital C, Calder. Join us. In the most meaningless bracket we will probably ever participate in. So, go balls to the walls. Go chaos. <laughs> chaos season. And we'll, we'll, you'll hear from us next week. Woo!